Security Challenges in Healthcare IoT. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Elisa Costante, Vice President of Research at Forescout Technologies. Welcome, Dr. Costante. Thank you for having me, Tanya. Of course. So, what does Forescout Technologies do? Forescout Technologies is a cybersecurity company, and we provide visibility and control to our uh, customers. Uh, with visibility and control, we mean that we are able to understand all the devices end-to-end uh, -end that are uh, within the network organization, and we can actually allow to put in place uh, um, mitigation and control activities like isolating the, the device or segmenting it. So tell us about Project Memoria and the TCP IP vulnerabilities that uh, Forescout found in healthcare devices. Of course, uh, Project Memoria is a, is a project that we started beginning of 2020. And what, um, what the main goal is, is to actually do the largest study on TCP IP stack uh, that the industry has ever done. So we analyze TCP IP stack because those are quite core components uh, that can be found in any network device and can actually add the, add the core of allowing uh, network communication and uh, IP Ethernet based communication. So Project Memoria started, as I said, in 2020, and by now we are out with um, uh, four studies around it. Uh, we have started open source and closed to source uh, TCP IP stack, and what we have found uh, has been like a sort of uh, uh, trend and patterns in the way that uh, devices are vulnerable. Uh, some of the vulnerabilities uh, actually they are, are very similar to what was um, found in IT system at the, the beginning of the uh, 90s. And that's why we actually call the project Project Memoria because it uh, sends back these, uh, these memories. Uh, and, um, uh, and the important part of it is that it's actually connect to the supply chain kind of vulnerabilities. So whenever you find the vulnerabilities in a TCP IP stack, uh, what you do, you actually have, you know, the disclosure happens with the vendor of the stack. Now, this stack can actually be found in many downstream devices. So what it means is like the end device, like cameras, doorbells, switches, and, uh, and servers are actually um, can include this, uh, this TCP IP stack, but the vendor with which like the researcher have to interact uh, to disclose these vulnerabilities has not uh, as limited visibility in which other devices the stack is actually used. Uh, and this includes a lot of uh, challenges for the disclosure, for the patching and the security of, this, uh, of these vulnerabilities. Um, the main problem is identifying affected devices and actually communicate effectively to the vendors to enable them to release patch. Uh, to give you an idea of this, when we did the first study of Project Memoria, which is Amnesia 33, we actually have uh, um, identified around 180 different vendors that will be um, affected. And as per now, like we are in June, uh, there are still advisory coming on of uh, vendors that are confirming or denying. So it takes really a long time for patches to be issued, which means uh, the device can actually stay there uh, unpatched for a long time. What makes health delivery organizations more susceptible to these risks? 
Well, uh, this is actually quite uh, quite interesting finding that we had uh, by doing a research on our device cloud. So Forescout actually maintains um, a device cloud, uh, which is a collection of device related information and we have uh, um, that we collect uh, anonymously from from our customers. So this cloud contains, for instance, uh, the list of devices that are out there, what the operating system is running, what is the vendor, what open ports, what are the strange communication, etc. Uh, and as per now, we have more than 13 million records. So it's actually the largest collection of device information that you can find out there. Uh, and what we have done, we've done a research to understand, okay, what are the vectors, uh, verticals of, um, of business that are actually more impacted? And uh, surprisingly or not, uh, healthcare was amongst the highest one impacted. So it was the one with the highest number of devices uh, that had at least one vulnerability affecting the TCP IP stack. So to give you a comparison like uh, healthcare was five times uh, more uh, vulnerable or let's say more exposed to these uh, vulnerabilities than uh, other verticals like government or retail. So what does this say then about the difficulties of managing cybersecurity in the IoT world? Well that's uh, a super interesting question like when when you have Patch, there is a, um, a difference between uh, when you have to patch an IT device and when you have to patch an IoT device. So uh, let's say that you have a Windows vulnerability, right? Like on Tuesday, patching Tuesday, uh, the vulnerabilities from Windows will be out. And most of the IT um, system administrators, security guys, they actually know uh, how to push for uh, those patches on the laptop of all the employees, because on the, our laptop there is an agent, so some software that is able to be um, to be instructed to update uh, the the software. Now in IoT, this is not as easy. First of all, because you have a variety of operating system, a variety of uh, um, of vendors, and so you do not have you know like just a few uh, operating system that you can put an agent on. And most of the times, actually, this IoT. Uh, one of the distinctions between IT and IoT is that they are agentless or unmanaged. So there is not such an agent running on those IoT devices that can say, okay, camera, now you update yourself. No, that's not how it happens. And you cannot do it at scale. So if you are uh, vulnerable to many vulnerabilities from different vendors, you actually most of the times have to download the patch manually from the website and log in to the devices and, and do the update or rely on the third party maintainer uh, of those devices to do the update for you. So it's a quite more expensive and complex uh, procedure. What are best practices that health delivery organizations should consider to mitigate risks? Well, they definitely need to start with the visibility. So they need to understand what devices do they have. Also, like especially in HDOs, um, merging and acquisitions are very common. So like a lot of networks are joining the main uh, networks coming from, from extension, let's say, of the HDOs. So understanding what vendors are out there, understanding what is the security posture and the risk level, for instance, of every device will allow to create the best cybersecurity strategy. So if you have the risk and you, you, you know uh, that IoT, for instance, is your biggest risk at the moment, uh, then you can actually put your budget uh, around securing that and around deciding whether patching is possible or putting segmentation or putting monitoring because you want to be advised if, you know, an IoT device is used uh, to, to as a stepping stone into your network to actually send 
uh, data uh, outside of your network and you might be at risk of a data breach. Uh, so all of these uh, is, is a multi-step uh, kind of uh, um, strategy that needs to be taken in place and uh, each step will guide the next one. Where can people go to find Four Scouts report on this issue? Yeah, they can go to our website, so forscout.com, and under the research uh, um, lab page, there are all the reports that we have produced in the last years uh, uh, that go span from, you know, security for healthcare, for building automation, for critical infrastructure and OT, and the latest project memorial findings. Dr. Elisa Castante, Vice President of Research at Forescout Technology. Thanks for joining us, Elisa. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? Well, they can definitely contact me on LinkedIn uh, or otherwise uh, uh, going on our website to get more information. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on ZDNet, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.